welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Hello, and welcome to the show. We actually have video versions too now, Bob, which is really fun of Exploring the Marketplace, where they can see us and our guests. I'm sure they're more excited about seeing our guests than us, but I'm glad to see your face. Glad to see you too, Sean. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you very much for welcoming (laughs) me to our (laughs) podcast. No, I love our guest on because the guest we have today is a surgeon, a very decorated surgeon, spinal surgeon, and he helped your life in an amazing way. And he's so profound. He hears God clearly in his career, in his family. And you've been wanting to introduce us for quite a bit. And we finally get to meet through a podcast, which is really cool. Yeah, Dr. Greg Mundus is the chief of spinal surgery at uh, Scripps Hospital in San Diego. And he has a passion for helping children in third world countries recover from spine issues that they would never get. And so he goes on these global medical issues where he does like sometimes 13 hour surgeries. He's incredible. I Uh, think the listeners are going to love him. You're going to love him, Sean. Well, one of the things that you told me uh, about him and and we talked about in the past, especially when you were in your surgery is how you just trust him because he hears from God. He just carries wisdom. And I think that's a theme that keeps coming up with all of our guests is that there's, some, I know we're kind of going after highlighting that, but there's something about when you hear God in your profession and the result is so different than when you don't have that anticipation that God can do something that way. And so I think it's really unique for you personally. You know, you told some of your stories through your book with Danny Silk, Business of Honor. You've told a lot of the stories in our new book that's coming out, Wired to Hear, about times you've heard from God in your career. I, I know I've talked about them here and there. But it seems to be the game changer or the unfair advantage that we have in marketplace to be able to hear God's voice this way. What do you think in our creating this conversation? What do you what are you excited about? What are you getting out of it with all these different guests? Well, one of the things that I'm noticing is quiet confidence and humility in people who maybe shouldn't have that much confidence and humility. (laughs) God. Because they hear God. And I throw myself yeah. into that, right? I Me too. Yeah, that's why I'm laughing. I'm like laughing because I'm like, yes. Is that this quiet confidence, humility, because God speaks. And when we're, when we're hearing God, it, it is a game changer uh, because we have this partner who created heaven and earth on our yeah. side. Well, and some of the questions we get from our listeners, it's just amazing that they're asking such big questions so that they're believing for big answers to such big questions about God in the marketplace, God in their career. I feel like that subject was more workplace evangelism. When you think about hearing God's voice in the marketplace, it's like for, you know, starting a prayer meeting or a little group at, at your workplace or whatever. It was never like part of our integral identity of walking with God and walking out our Christianity and faith place as a value and when you bring up the subject, it, that was always secondary and the evangelism was always like primary. And so I love hearing these stories because to me, it resets the foundation of the conversation. And I, that's why I think there's some people listening to this and being a part of this because it's fascinating to hear people and their journey, like how they're hearing from God and and how whole industries are changing or whole, I mean, like our, our guest today, I can't wait to hear from him because I mean, he's one of the top spinal surgeons in the world and speaks about it all over the place and has written hundreds of articles about it that have been published everywhere. 
And that's crazy. And it's all because God put it in his heart when he was a young guy. Yeah. Um, when I went to see him, I was hopeless. I'd gotten five diagnoses that I was just going to have pain management. And he wow. had this confidence and he said, I can fix you 85% of your pain. And so Lauren and I were like, wow. And we made this decision. But when we got into pre-op, he came in and he prayed for us. He prayed for the surgeon, which was him. He prayed for the everybody in the operating room. He prayed for the equipment. He prayed for things that, you know, you and I would never know. And, you know, you're sitting there a little bit nervous before surgery. And then the spirit of God falls, you know, and this humble surgeon is like, fin finishes the prayer with tears in his eyes. And you're like, huh, I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> More than okay. More than okay. Yeah. Well, I love this conversation and I love that we're going to continue to have it. And I can't wait to hear from your friend and our doctor, Dr. Greg. He's coming up next. Hi, this is Shannon from the Bowles team. I want to tell you about an exciting offer for our brand new book, Wired to Hear, written by Sean Bowles and Bob Hassan. It's about connecting God's voice to your life, influence, and career. If you work for a living or run your own business and you desire to hear God's voice for yourself in the workplace, this is the book for you. Right now, you can pre-order Wired to Hear through BowlsMinistries.com. You'll receive a signed copy, a submission for a free grant, and many other exclusive offers only available through BowlsMinistries.com. Grab your copy today. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. We have Dr. Greg Mundeshawn. I know you've been telling me about Greg forever. Greg, I can't believe we got you on because you were one of the busiest guys. Thank you for being on with us today. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. So, so Sean, Sean, let's talk about Greg a little bit, okay? I just want to, just a little bit. Just a little bit. It, it could take a long time because Greg is fast. No, no it's not going to take that long. He's, so he's married to Leslie, his beautiful wife. He's got four kids, okay? He's the CEO of the Global Spine Outreach. He's been on numerous surgical missions to Mexico, Kenya, Nicaragua, China. He wow. serves on eight boards. He's authored over 400 publications. Um, he's lectured at over 100 postgraduate events, presented over 130 topics on the spine. He's fluent in um, English and German. Good dog. Uh, yeah, he's the chair of uh, Scripps <laughs> Hospital Spine Surgery. And in his spare time, he's a world-class surgeon. Bob, I asked you to get me an accomplished doctor to talk to. What's going on? I, I know. <laughs> so, Greg, how do you have time for anything? <laughs> well, no, I want to get right one, in, one inch at a time, guys. One inch at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I, we want to get right in because, I mean, the fact that these are some of your accomplishments and the list goes on. I mean, I was just thinking about what Bob's told me, what, what I've heard from you. And you knew you were supposed to be in the medical field when you were really young. I want to talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, probably, you know, probably it needs to be said that, you know, my, I'm a son of a missionary family. Mm -hmm. And so you know, understanding that God is a calling on your life was something that was, you know, fed into me from a very early age on. Um, so I was blessed that, you know, I feel like I had a jump on life just because, you know, I, I, I was able to have a relationship with Jesus before, you know, anything. And uh, um, so to have that is, you know, in some ways, it feels like an unfair advantage, you know. 
Um, one of the things that my dad and my mom did uh, early on in life is they always challenged us. And one of the challenges when I was 16 was if we could pay our way or help pay our way to India, that they'd take us with us, with them on a trip. And we did that. And it was while I was in India that I uh, really felt God's touch on my heart to go into medicine. And the funny part about that is that I had absolutely no sense of going into medicine at all. I didn't care about, about the sciences. I wanted to do architecture. I loved math. You know, I did not really think about the sciences at all for my future. So he, he redirected it. Wow. But surgery too. How, how come it was surgery and, and spinal surgery? Well, you know, I think part of that's just like how you're built. Uh, you know, when I when I went came back to the U.S., um, I uh, spent some time with a physical therapist, but quickly realized that um, you know that wasn't for me. Uh, I wanted to go into something um, where I used uh, my hands a little bit more, and I, I got into an emergency room where I got to work with a few different folks there, which was awesome. And what ended up coming of that was that I realized like these guys that were like in the ER and they're like taking these legs with the bones sticking out of the skin, they're putting them back together. I was like, that's awesome. I got to do that. So, uh, that energized we me. All think, we years. all think that way all the time. Of course. Like who doesn't say that, right? Like literally the greatest job on planet earth. So, um, and then as a second year in my training, I got to spend time on the pediatric service, which is when, you know, the kids stole my heart when it, when it came to their their ailments, their scoliosis, the kyphosis, and they're, they're awesome. I love the families, love the interaction. And uh, I just knew that that's where I needed to be. You know, it was, it was, it was an easy choice. Greg, you spend a lot of time working on kids with impossibly complex spine issues. And you've been all over the world teaching, um, teaching surgeons what you do. And Speak a little bit. You you just you just talked a little bit about your heart that the kids stole your heart, but tell us about some of these situations, like where kids are pinned to their knee almost because their their spine is so crooked. Wow. Yeah, you know, um, in in the U.S., we're blessed because kids rarely progress to the point um, where they are so disabled from their spines. Internationally, however, you know, it's it's pretty common for kids not to be able to get access to care. And a lot of times when once they get access, it's kind of too late, you know. And so we see kids that are literally buckled over like that, Bob, just like you mentioned, where they're bent over, twisted to the side, and some of them lose neurologic function, you know, and some of them lose control of their bowel and bladder. Some of them have had operations that weren't done well. And like there's all these challenges that we face when you're overseas that are very, very different than, you know, living in a very blessed medical community that we have here in the U.S. So providing care to them is a special is a special gift that um, that, uh, you know, is selfish in some ways because it it feeds a part of my life that um, is um, amazing and gives meaning. And at the same time, as a gift for the kids that get to have, you know, a, a different life, their pathway in life gets redirected just because of an operation. It's, it's pretty special. We see with musicians, sometimes you can hear it in their voice. They've been touched by God. It's obvious. And we all know. And you can see in different professions, but with, with surgery, obviously you've been touched by God. This was an appointment on your life or a destiny in your life. You knew it from a young age. Is there a time when God, or is there times that God interacts with you where you feel his, his leading while you're doing surgery or his leading while you're teaching about this? Um, yeah, I, I would hope to say, I feel that, you know, daily on the job and it's not just wow. in the operating room, but it's also in, in the room with patients and, 
you know, for a while there, I was feeling very disconnected from my patients and my world. And I really felt like the Lord challenging me to say, you know, like before, every time before you go into a, into a room, just call on to me, I'll go in there before you, you know? And, um, so I, you know, it's something that I, I do, I do look to, you know, daily and for sure in the operating room, you know, when I was thinking about this podcast, um, and things that have been laid on my heart and one thing that the Lord has been like, just feeding me over the last month or six weeks is, you know, just ask for me to go before you just ask, mm-hmm. just ask wow. for me to go before you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean complications don't happen. It doesn't mean thing, everything goes smoothly, but it's so comforting to know that my God has stepped foot in this situation before I even got there. And yeah. that the wisdom that I glean from, from that it's already there. And it's for me to take, I just simply have to ask and, and reach out for it. So yeah, even as, 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 you know, recent as yesterday in the operating room, that was literally my prayer during a super complex operation is just go before me. And may I, may I, may I seek your wisdom? When do I slow down? When do I speed up? You know, when is it okay to take, take little parts of bone that you thought may be inconsequential, but end up being consequential. There's, there's little things that if you're staying in tune with the Holy Spirit speaking to you are, you know, just as relevant in the operating room as they are when you're taking care of your kids or when you're in, you know, when you're, when you're putting them to bed at night or when you're making the decisions about what your morning's going to look like, you know, God is in every one of those little decisions. Um, and each of these little choices, right. They stack up to something more meaningful throughout your day. Wow. Greg, you have a sensitivity towards the Holy spirit. So you're more prone to thinking and seeing that like, this was miraculous and as accomplished as you are, um, it's so wonderful to hear you talking about your need for the father to go before you. Um, and I think I'm wondering the accomplishments could get you to a point where you think, okay, I've got this. And there's a confidence that you have that is that God gave you, but there's also a sensitivity that you have that is from him, uh, the way you interact with people, patients on your staff, could you speak a little bit about how um, you hear God daily or what his voice sounds like to you? Yeah, uh, it's great. So like my dad got super sick this year with COVID back in March and it took me on this journey. And one of the things that came from that journey was uh, slow the heck down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and it wasn't so much even the busyness of life as much as it is your thoughts and your emotions and taking the time to investigate and interrogate yourself and interrogate the relationship that you have with the Lord, for instance, you know, and certainly what I would express as my relationship with the Lord right now is extraordinarily different than it was on March, you know, 15th last year, you know, it it just all, it all changed for me. Um, and I guess I would, I would say to get to your question, Bob, is that you have to listen to hear his voice. Mm. And if if you're not taking time to listen, then how could you possibly understand what he sounds like? Um, And I think that's what I've gotten better at. I'm, I am by no means there, but I, I feel like I'm paying more attention to the subtleties in my life and choosing to accept that what I'm hearing is from the Lord or is the Holy Spirit's prompting, you know, um, is it an audible voice? Not, not for me. 
Um, but I do choose to take the different inputs that happen in life, just like the computer program gets inputs, like it interprets those. We all as humans get to interpret life circumstances into, you know, voice from the Lord or not. And I think my choice in general is just to listen to it as a direction from the Lord. And that's, I guess, what it sounds like. Oh, I love that description. I've never heard that before, but that's like such a great way to talk about computing circumstances and having that filter of theology and prayer and hearing God's voice to just balance and get, gain perspective from, which I think is so cool. And I think you, um, is, you're relatively young and you have four kids and I'm assuming they're not all grown up. And so you and your wife, how do you do the work-life balance with such a family? First of all, I hate that. I hate that phrase because I don't think it exists. Like <laughs> balance associates value. And I think if any of us were to say that we value our work more than our family, you know, we would probably try to shoot each other, right? Like you can't put them on a scale because there is no scale for it, right? Like it's just family always wins. Um, the problem becomes, especially in our busy society where we say that we value our family more than anything. But if you look at our daily life's choices, perhaps those choices don't reflect that fundamental value that you have in your family. Mm. So um, I, I think there is a, I think you have to maintain um, a sense of vulnerability uh, to yourself and be willing to be wrong. Uh, mm. I, I haven't taken the time to to really pay attention to that very simple fact of value in my life until again, like this year in March, when I really started writing more and like reading and getting to my, getting to know myself a little bit better, where I would hear myself value my family more than anything else. And yet I didn't live a life that exemplified that in my opinion. Now, hopefully my kids and my wife would say, Greg, you did a good job of it. But like, I just know from me and my standards, I could have done better, you know? Wow. It's, it's like, you know, people always talk about finances. Like, how do you know, like what you value in life? Well, just like check out your checkbook, right? Check out your transaction history. What you spend your money on is what you value most. Right. And, and when it comes to family and time and work-life balance, just look at, look at the elements of time and not so much the time that's spent at work, but, but those pieces of time that you actually have control over. What do you, what are you doing with those two to three hours per day? You know? Are you investing in your family and those relationships that are most important to you? Or are you on your phone? Are you Instagramming? What, what, what are you doing with your time? Like, that's probably a really good indicator as like a first step. So good. So good. That is so good. One of the questions that we like to ask is, you know, about we think teaching moments come, you know, from failure and uh, failure is a part of life. And how do you how do you deal with failure? How do you deal with feedback? How do you how do you see God and all that? Um, yeah, so like failure, unfortunately, for you know my profession is 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 supposed to be a a never event, but ends up being a daily challenge um, uh, because. At the end of the day, we're human and we make errors, right? And if you see the different reports on errors in medicine, it's pretty overwhelming how many errors are made on a daily basis in medicine that lead to sometimes circumstances where, you know, people, human beings, real lives are lost because of our errors. And so um, failure is something um, that I think we always like to say it's never supposed to happen, but we all realize is really part of our daily walk, um, especially in the profession that I'm in. 
um, you have to learn from those and you have to be able to grow. You know, there's a concept of resiliency, right? Which I am a huge fan of uh, reading about right now, which is, you know, how you bounce back in the setting of adversity, in a setting of pain, um, circumstances that you don't have control over, things that try to knock you down. Like, how do you respond? And are you able to bounce back? That's resiliency. I feel like my faith has what is what has made me more and more and more resilient in that the fact that I know that someone has gone before me and has seen that gives me incredible um, confidence that even through failure, I can bounce back because someone's already been there and is walking me through it. Right. I I asked him to go in front of me and be there and he's already been there and gone through it with me. And so um, that's sort of where I'm at with it. And you have to allow failure to induce change. Otherwise the failure happened for nothing. Right. If you can't learn, that's a shame on us for, for not using those circumstances to our benefit. That's so good. I think everything you're sharing is going to be very uh, helpful for people on the journey and especially just your walk with God, your connection to him, your intimacy with God that you're striving after, which is just so obvious. And I love the accomplishments, but I love even more what drove those accomplishments was this place of connectedness to God that you're fighting for in the midst of a very high power, intense career, but also beautiful family. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thanks for giving your heart to this interview because we can really feel it. Awesome. It was a pleasure being here. Pleasure being here. You know, and before we go, the one thing I want to say, he was just talking about resilience and failure. And, you know, Greg, you changed my life. (laughs) Your surgical gift changed my life. And when I had no hope, I came to see you almost 10 years ago. And you said, I can fix 85% of your pain. And wow. you did. And then last year, six months ago, you fixed the remainder of it. And my life has changed. Thank you for God in you. Thank you for your gift. And thank you for your friendship. Well, thanks, guys. And thank you for your ministry and what you guys are doing and the thousands and thousands that you're ministering to. And You know, you're using these platforms so that people can grow in their faith and their personal journey. And uh, I applaud you guys for sticking to it and and uh, getting after folks to share their stories. And um, I have personally been blessed to uh, listen on your podcast, especially here recently, and I've been so blessed by the different testimonies that are out there. So thanks to you guys for all your efforts. um, And I applaud you for them. Thanks, well, I thank you for making Bob give in better shape than I am. At, you know, like 15 years younger, or however younger I am, and he's like already in better shape than I am after back surgery. Thanks a lot. Just kidding. <laughs> well, now it's time for questions with Bob and Sean. Thank you so much, Dr. Greg. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I want to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you. And also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have. 
that they will have this, this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Well, we are back. That was an incredible interview. And now we have questions from listeners just like you. But this particular question, Bob, comes from when we were doing our Marketplace live chats the other day. Yeah. And I've never been a part of these. You guys got to get on. Just go to bowlsministries.com. It'll show you when the next one is. And we just get on to all of our platforms, both yours and mine, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, our platform, that uh, my mentoring platform. And we just broadcast this and we do questions and answers with you and I. And I just want to highlight one of the questions from that and answer it. And if you want to ask a question, just go to bowlsministries.com to ask a question with Sean and Bob, and you're going to, you're going to probably be featured on this, which is really fun. But this Bob is from Facebook, from Nick Dan on Facebook. And he said, if you were going to go to a job interview today, how would you prepare it for it? And how would you sell yourself? Well, that's such a good question. And I think the selling yourself, let's set that aside for a second. Um, the way that I would prepare for it is I would research the company that I was going to interview with. I'd find out more about them. I'd know enough about the company that in the interview, I would be asking questions to the interviewer about the technical things about the company. How, how have you guys, how have you guys done this and how have you guys done that? And how did this department get here? And I think that, um, being prepared, understanding who you're going to see is super important. And even spiritually, like tracking with what is this purpose of this company and why do they exist? And God, are you in it? Like, is there something I can see that I can, I can build my faith for who they are and what it would be like to work for them and just, you know, picture yourself there. And is this where you think God is putting you? And if so, pray into it in a real way. And don't be disappointed if you don't get the job, because I know many, many, many people, it depends on the industry, but for most industries, you may have to apply 27 to 150 times before you find that home. But each time, treat it like it's completely the place that you know you want to honor and that you're honoring them as a family. You're honoring them as for what they do. And going in, I know your book, Bob, about just the business of honor, but going in with the spirit of honor will change everything. It just changes everything. Yeah. And the other thing that I do before any meeting is I ask God to go before me. I love that. I always ask God to go before me uh, and to speak to uh, whoever I'm going to meet. Uh, for me, sometimes it's an interview for my company for a new job. And sometimes it's a negotiation or a mediation. And I'm, I'm always asking the Lord to go before me, to speak to them, to speak to me. And yes, I recognize that uh, not everyone uh, that I'll be talking to our believers, but I still know that God can speak to them and change hearts. Yeah. So, um, I just think that's a wonderful way to approach uh, any type of interview situation. 
our, um, one of our friends who she's an acting coach here in Los Angeles, and she tells her actors that she coaches, she says, ask God to let the person you're going to be in front of the casting director to see you the way you're supposed to be seen, to see you in God. And if you're the right person or not, not to see your talent and your ability, but to see if you're the one for the part. And so every time they go in, they ask God, would you show the casting director, whoever is some of the director, would you show them me and if I'm the right person, as opposed to leaning on their five second, you know, perspective or opinion or your talent, or your skill, which may or may not be the best in that moment. And so like to go for it, that spiritual, you know, perspective. And I love what you're saying, because it's kind of, I'm saying the other end of it, but thank you so much for the question, Nick, Dan. And we have more time for questions just like that one. And from our listeners, and we're so excited to hear them from you. So please make sure to submit them. And if you're liking this podcast, don't forget to press hit notifications. I want to subscribe. I want to like this and review it if you can, because it'll help so many more people get involved in this incredible conversation from amazing people in the marketplace. So thanks, Bob. We're having a good time. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.